Friday morning to eat at the uh, Biscuit Boys breakfast on uh, out at High Grove, and Lonnie got a bologna sandwich, fried bologna for breakfast. And they came by and they said, you know, we can do a one slice bologna or two. And Lonnie said, give me two. <laughs> Smart man, don't you think? And he was eating that bologna and we were having a good time. And I was just thinking in my own mind, there are times in life that we just think that there are some things that are just plain old bologna. Did you ever hear anybody say that? It's like, they say, do you believe this? Do you believe that? And somebody says, I just believe that's a bunch of baloney. Have you ever heard anybody say that? And while he was eating that baloney, I was thinking, you know, there are some things that are just a bunch of baloney. And you say, well, what does this have to do with what you're going to preach today? And I'm just telling you that there are times in life when it just seems like that the enemy of our soul has put so much stuff on us that it's hard for us to take the promises of God, which are yes and amen, and begin to identify them as no and maybe. And God knows that we feel that way sometimes. And sometimes we just feel like that what is said in this book is just a bunch of baloney. And I know people who feel that way and because they feel that way, they begin to express that in their lives, in their words, in the things that they do, the things that they say. But I have come by to tell you today that what God has declared to be true is not a bunch of baloney, but it is yes and amen. It is true. You can take it to the bank. It's not always what you see in your life, but it's what you believe. Priscilla, thank you for that song this morning. That's one of my favorites that you do. And there's a lot that you do that I love. That's one of my favorites. Amen. If you have your Bibles with you this morning, I'd like for you to take them and turn to Psalm chapter 96. Psalm chapter 96, and I want us to look at verses 1, 2, and 3 this morning. It'll be up on the screen for you to read, but if you have your Bibles and want to turn there, please feel free to do that. I want to declare to you today that there are times in life when we must choose to sing a new song unto the Lord. Have you ever listened to yourself talk sometimes? Have you ever listened to your song as it is being expressed out of your life? I will tell you that it's been tough around the Baker household for the last few months. Our entire family at times has just been, I believe, under satanic attack. And when you're in that situation, it's easy for you to lose your song. And I was that way this week. My song was just almost like a funeral dirge every moment of every day. 
One of the things that grandparents do from time to time is that we're called upon to be Uber drivers. How many of you know that that's true? I mean, you may get a call in the middle of the day and say, you know, Pop, I got a situation and one of the grandkids needs to be here, needs to get there, and I have no way to get them there. Could you please pick them up and take them to this location? And if there's any way that I can do that, I try to do that. And so one of my callings at this stage in my life is to be an Uber driver. So the other day I was assigned to pick up Jovi from summer care program that she attends and, and to deliver her to her dance practice and to get her there by 3 o'clock. I also discovered that I had to provide a snack on the way which turned into a full-scale drive through at Chick-fil-A and uh, in order to feed because the snack turned into dinner. So we were doing that, and after a few minutes, Jovi had, you know, put down the food that she had ordered, and she pulled out her phone, and she said, Pops, while we're on the way to the school, she said, my mom, actually, she said, my mama, or my mother, my mommy, she doesn't call her mom, told me that it would be all right if I sang these songs with you in the car. She pulled out her phone and she pulled up John Michael Montgomery and started singing the song, The Grundy County Auction. How many of you remember that or know that? Hey, pretty baby, won't you give me a sign? Whatever. I'd do anything to make it mine all mine. I had going once, going twice. Sold to the lady in the second row. She's an eight, she's a nine, she's a ten, I know. Got ruby red lips, blonde hair, blue eyes, and I'm about to give my... There you go. Yeah. And then she started singing the song that he sang, and I don't remember the name of it, but... Could you, would you, if I ask you, would you, whatever, be my baby tonight? And so we just turned it up, and and she's just singing like crazy, and I'm, I'm joining her with the words that I remember, whatever. And we got to the school, and I let her out at the side door, which was my assignment, and I turned off the Uber button at the top, and I was getting ready to leave, and I got my phone out, and I turned it onto the Bluetooth, And I started pulling up some old Rascal Flats songs that my daughter and I used to sing when she was a little girl. Before we had seat belts, we had them, but we never used them, and car seats. We'd get in the car and we'd be driving, and Erin would sit right here and put her little face up here right beside my head. And we'd sing those rascal flat songs as loud as we could. And on my way from Spencer County over to Mount Washington, I had it going as loud as it could go. And I was singing like nobody's business. And I knew that anybody who saw me thought that the old man has finally lost his marbles. Sometimes you just want to roll the window down and put your hand out and just kind of go like this every now and then. Let the wind 
move your hand up and down and just move with the wind. And there are times that we realize that we've lost our song. And we realize that because of whatever circumstances that we might be facing, that the joy of the Lord has somehow disappeared in our lives. And I don't, I'm not looking for sympathy today. That's not what this is about. But I'm letting you know that your pastor and your pastoral family, we go through the same kind of junk that you go through. And we deal with the same kind of stuff that you go through. And I'm telling you that there are times that we lose our song. And the problem is, is that the enemy feels like that when he has silenced our song, that he has gotten the best of us. But what he does not know is that there is a power down deep within us that begins to rumble and roll and out of our bellies flow rivers of living water that cannot be stopped or silenced in time of difficulty. And when he begins to feel and sense that it's rumbling in our soul, he knows that he's got to back off because he knows and understands that the promise of God is greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And we will prevail. We don't know what victory always looks like. But let me tell you something, church. When you think that you won't make it another day, you can know that God is with you. He's beside you. He's walking with you. And in the moment when you can't make it any further and can't take another step, he will gather you up in his arms and carry you to whatever your destination needs to be. God is good. Sometimes we lose our song. Psalm chapter 96 verses 1, 2, and 3 says... Sing unto the Lord a new song, and let the whole earth sing to the Lord. Sing to the Lord and bless his name. Proclaim his salvation from day to day. Some translations say every day. No matter what it looks like outside or inside, declare his salvation. That word salvation there means deliverance. Aren't you glad that he is a deliverer today? Proclaim it every day and declare his glory among the nations and his wondrous works among all peoples. So today I want to talk to you about renewing your song. Recapturing that song that you know what you know what I'm talking about. That thing that God put inside of you that has brought you joy and comfort and strength and has caused you to believe that you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Some of you, like me, have lost that song, but I'm glad to tell you that all of us can have that song restored. And I want us to talk about it for a few minutes this morning. 
The first thing that I want you to, talk, to, to see is that a new song represents a renewed heart. In other words, there are times that our heart just gets weary. It almost feels like our heart is overtaken by the difficulties of life. It just feels like that we have no heart left to even take another step, to go another mile, to live another minute in some instances. And we have to dig deep and start singing a new song that comes out of renewed heart. Now this word here, new song, these words, does not necessarily mean that you are literally singing a song like I was describing to you with Jovi and, and, and with me singing then with Rascal Flats and all that kind of thing. It's not even necessarily a song, but it is a conversation that takes place in our lives. It, it, is, a, it, it is an attitude that springs forth out of us. It, it is something that sounds like a song, even though it may be just a soft, gentle conversation. But it is the interior of our lives moving to the exterior so that the evidence can be seen that we are overcomers. It is a reminder that our relationship with God is ever-evolving. How many of you know that you're not the same person spiritually that you were last year? That you were 10 years ago, 20 years ago? You're not the same individual that you were because God has been doing a work in you that calls you up higher, that allows you to sing louder, that allows you to sing with joy and rejoicing that allows you, even in difficult circumstances, to allow the joy of the Lord to rise within you and to express victory. Here's what I'm talking about. There are times in our lives that when all the evidence points to the fact that we're losers, there are times in our lives when all the evidence points to the fact that we are just worn slap out, as my mom and dad used to say, that we are as weary as we can possibly be. You hear yourself sighing multiple times throughout the course of the day, and the very thought of having to do one more thing on behalf of that situation is so difficult to even consider that you just feel like that you want to give up. It's because your heart has lost its song. It's because you are not singing of the joy of the Lord. And I'm not being critical today. I'm talking to you out of my own experience. I'm talking to you about a man who has gone through circumstances not even just personally, but with those I love that saps the energy absolutely out of your mind and your soul and your body. And you literally think that I'm on my last legs. I can't do this. 
See, when you hear yourself talking like that, and when you hear yourself sighing like that, and when your song has gotten to sound like a funeral dirge every day of your life, you must control the situation by renewing your mind and your heart in Christ Jesus and refusing to let the devil have that piece of you. But you've got to do the work. See, the call to sing unto the Lord is a new song, a new song is a powerful reminder of the dynamic nature of our relationship with God. Now, that word dynamic is a description of a situation that can be up some days and down some others. Now, one of the things about being a long-term pastor, as I am with you, is that I have watched you as you've gone through situations in your life. I've seen many of you walk through that cycle in your life several times. I've seen you when you were on fire for God and you had a spiritual energy and it was delightful to see you smile and And to see you energized in the things of the Spirit. And then six weeks from now, you might be lower than a snake's belly in a wagon wheel rut. So low that you can't hardly even get up. I've watched it. I've seen it. And even more than that, I've been on that journey with you. And we're all like that. It's dynamic. There are days that we come to church and the choir just hits every note. The musicians play chords that they never dreamed were possible. And our spirit rises to a place of great celebration and joy. And it's an amazing experience. And then there are other Sundays that we come in and it's like, well, I'm only here today because I feel like it's my duty to be here. I would have much rather stayed home and been in the bed today. I've heard people talking about, you know, it's supposed to rain today. Maybe, maybe I better not get out today because one of those little raindrops might get in my hair and mess it up. I better stay home today. We let our circumstances just bring us as low as we can possibly go. Sometimes that's a natural process. What I'm telling you today is that the psalmist said, when you feel that you're losing your song, when you feel like your song is in a negative state, you've got to sing a new song. You've got to refresh yourself in the Lord somehow and sing a new song. Listen, God is infinite, He is eternal, He is unchanging. And yet he reveals himself to us in new and profound ways every day. If God is trying to do something new in you, he will allow a dissatisfaction with what is to rise within you so that you'll be willing to set aside what was valuable to you in the past in order to pick up what is more valuable to you now. 
But if you're not willing to go on that journey with God, if you're one of these people that you've got to always have it the way that it's always been, or you can't function, then you're never going to move to higher ground with Him. God is a God who has great and mighty blessings for us. He has a level of maturity for us that we haven't even imagined in our minds yet. But he wants to take us there. But we've got to be willing to sing a different song than we've ever sung before. We've got to be willing to accept something that looks different than it's ever looked before. We must constantly seek to renew our hearts and minds in Christ, allowing himself to reveal himself in new ways. We must do it. If it means changing our routines, we must change our routines. Those of you who know me well know that I am a person of routine. It drives my wife crazy. I love doing the same thing the same ways at the same time every day of my life. If every day of my life could look like the same process, I would be the happiest Girl in the whole USA, as the old country song says, except I'm a boy. I would be happy. But you know, when I have other people around me, I have to consider what their wants and wishes and desires are. Even though it might not be something that would bring me peace and comfort, I have to consider those who are around me and be willing to change my routines. And it's the same way with God. I've always prayed this way. I've always prayed in that place. I've always done this. But if God wants to bring us up higher and to a new place of victory, we have to be willing to change our routines. We have to engage in new spiritual practices. There are people in the house today that you've never fasted. You've never taken that step of spiritual discipline about a situation. Maybe it's time for you to fast. You say, where's that coming from? Well, it came from Jesus. The disciples came to him and said, we couldn't, we couldn't cast out that demon. We couldn't cast out those demons. And he said, these do not go out without prayer and fasting. How many of you have ever experienced something in your life that you just could not get a spiritual and practical resolution to? Maybe it's time for you to push the plate back and fast. Maybe it's time for you to position yourself spiritually where God can do a new thing in your life. Secondly, a new song calls us to share God's love with others. I've already referenced this a little bit, but it's not just about you. It's not just about me. I know what I like. I, you know, some of you have been so kind to us the last few days and you've brought food by and many times you'll say, what, what do you like? I know what I like, but I'm not the one laying on the couch with my arm in a sling with bruises all over my body. It's not about what I like, it's what about what does she like? So I try to think in terms of what can she eat with one hand? What can she eat that will be beneficial to her? 
So what I'm saying is, is that there are times in life when it just feels like it's all about me. It's all about me. Oh, if you could only feel what I'm going through. If you could only feel what I feel. If you could only sense what I sense. It's all about me. But listen, when we start singing the new song that I'm talking about, it will cause us to look beyond ourselves and see others. And what are their needs? Notice verse 3 in chapter 96. It says, Declare his glory among the nations and his wondrous works among all people. How many of you know that God has called us to be ambassadors of the kingdom of God? We are to represent him in everything that we say and do. It's our job to edify and minister to other people, to consider their needs. So our song, when it is just focused on ourselves, may not necessarily meet the need. Now, just using the music example, I am one of those old country boys from southern Illinois, and I like to just... You know, get the old banjo and the, and the guitar and the, and the bluegrass and just put it on in the car. I like country music, and I, I like it. My wife, she gets in the car with me, and I'm playing country music. It's like the channel needs to change because she's a city girl from St. Louis. and She likes urban music, you know. She's been known to rap a little bit in the car. Started making all those hand signals, and I don't even know what it means. I know she's trying to tell me to pull in here at Chick-fil-A or move over here to, I don't know. She loves praise and worship music. If I walk into the house nine out of ten times, she's got praise and worship music. And if if I can just be honest with you, the only time I like praise and worship music is when I'm at church. I like it here. I don't like it at home. Because I want something that's a little more lively and a little more upbeat and a little, you know what I'm saying? It's not that I don't want to worship. It's just that it's not, I, I don't think, oh my goodness, I can't wait to get home and put Hillsong on. I just, it's not my thing. I would much rather listen to something else. But we have to consider other people. Our song has to be one that will consider the needs of someone else. What does that look like? Sometimes it means serving someone in a time of need. I just want to take a moment to thank you for your kindness over the last few days. I've already referenced it. But you've been so kind to our family. We've had, we've had cabbage rolls. We've had potato soup. We've had strawberry, um, what do you call it, shortcake. We, we've had some kind of chocolatey dessert kind of thing that just sent me into the high heavens. We, we've had all these kinds of things brought to our house, not because we asked for it, but because people wanted to do something tangibly to let us know that we're thinking about you. 
And this kind of thing doesn't just happen at the pastor's house. But I know that some of you have done the same thing for other people as they have gone through difficult times. When I called the ambulance last weekend, it was sitting out in our uh, driveway and the lights were going off. And before they even hardly got out of the ambulance, the neighbor from across the street came over and said, I don't mean to pry or to be nosy. How can I help? What can I do? Well, there wasn't really anything he could do. He said, we'll be praying. And I knew that they would. A well-known news celebrity who lives next door to me, the next morning had placed a bouquet of flowers on our front porch. And when I went outside in the morning, I almost tripped over them. There was a beautiful card there saying, our family is praying for you. And we want you to know if there's anything at all we can do for you, just call. And they supplied their cell phone numbers. I'm talking about acts of kindness. I'm talking about people who have called all week long, people who have texted all week long, people who have just checked on us all week long. You're singing a song. Did you know that? You're singing a song of kindness. You're singing a song that will help others and edify them in their time of need. And I'm telling you, we have one of the best Churches, when it comes to that kind of thing, that I have ever been associated with. I thank you for your kindness to us. But I also thank you for your kindness to others. I hear the stories about how that you reach out to others. I heard, heard the story about cars breaking down and others who have the ability to do some mechanic adjustments to step in. And say, let me help you with that. I can do that when it comes time to pay. Oh, don't, no, you don't have to pay me anything. It's just done out of kindness. So what I'm saying is, is that when we are kind to others, then we are singing a song that expresses God's love to them. And then finally this morning, I want to suggest to you that a new song reflects the diversity of God's creation. Now, when we say this word diversity, it makes some people mad because we live in a culture where diversity has now become a bad word. Would you not agree? We can't use the word inclusive anymore without it bringing negative thoughts and connotations. But let me tell you something, everything that the enemy thinks he has stolen from God, God will prove to him that it still belongs to him and God's people. Satan thinks that he now owns the rainbow, but he does not. The rainbow was a blessing that came directly from the hand of God. And when I think about a rainbow, i got to be honest with you, I'm programmed to think about the promise of God that says I'm never going to allow that situation to happen in your life and in this world again. The devil can't make me think something other than that. 
It's just not going to happen in my life because the song of my life is going to be one that accepts the diversity of God's kingdom. I mean, there are people all over this world that serve the same Jesus that I serve. They've never spoken English one day in their life. They don't even know how. But all around the world, when the people of God gather and use whatever language that they know and have learned and lift up the name of Jesus and sing hallelujah to the Lamb of God, we are one in the body of Christ and our song comes together to lift up Jesus. Can you just imagine how much Jesus loves Sundays? I mean, can you just imagine Jesus telling the Father and telling the Holy Ghost, oh, this is the day. This is the day we make every day. Every day's a good day, but this is going to be a terrific day because my people who believe in Sabbath, who are going to gather together and they're going to rest in the presence of us and our spirit and they're going to lift up praises to us. Man, what a day. Reminds me of that old song, Carolyn, you may have to help me. What a day that will be when my Jesus we shall see. There, I got it. And I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace. And he takes me by the hand and leads me to What a day, glorious day that will be. I'm not done preaching yet, but stand with me and let's sing it again. What a day that will be when my Jesus upon his face. Who saved me by his grace when he takes me by the hand, leads me to the promised land? What a day, glorious day that will be. Give him praise, will you? Just give him praise. You can be seated. A new song. Have you ever had your family look at you and say, why are you so grouchy today? Has anybody ever said that to you this week? Don't raise your hand up. <clears throat> Why are you such a grouch? <clears throat> Why are you always down? Where did your joy go? <clears throat> What's going on? We lose our joy. And we lose our joy when we refuse to accept the diversity of God's kingdom. Can you imagine being Peter? 
falling asleep and having a dream that was given to him by God and God saying to him, this gospel that has been only to the Jews for the time being is now going to include the Gentiles too. Can you imagine him saying, oh no, no, that ain't happening. No, we don't even talk to those people. We, we, don't, eat, we don't go over to their house. No, that ain't happening. Listen, if God has included someone, we have no authority or business to try to disinclude them, regardless of the color of their skin, their nationality, their gender. We have no right to tell God what he can do and what he can't do and who he can love and who he can't love. We live in a society today where we don't even know what to call our server, whether they're a male or a female. We don't know. We don't know whether or not we should shop at Target or not. And now we discover that Cracker Barrel is off, off limits, out of bounds now. Let me just tell you something. This is my personal opinion. I, told, I was told in preaching school, you got to tell people when you're preaching the word and when you're giving your opinion. This is my opinion. We waste so much time and energy and influence with others by trying to boycott people and shoot our mouths off now, let me tell you something, just about every business in the United States and in the world has something that we'd have to boycott if we knew the truth about it all. Let me just tell you something. If you need to go eat some blueberry pancakes at Cracker Barrel this week, go and do it in the freedom of Christ. And if there happens to be a gay individual sitting at the table next to you, buy their meal for them. You say, Pastor, you're way out of bounds now. No, I'm not. I'm talking about the creation of God. God. God's creation. He loves them. We look at them and see, if I can say it this way, see monsters. And God looks at them with Calvary's love and is willing at any moment to receive their prayer of repentance and receive them into the kingdom of God. Listen, I'm not saying that we have to accept everything that this world would try to throw at us. And I'll be honest enough to tell you that there are times that it can be very frustrating to feel like something's being shoved down my throat. But let me just tell you, that God loves all people. And our song is to be sung in such a way that it ministers and sends a message that says, I receive you with the love of Jesus Christ. I may not agree with you, but just because I don't agree with you doesn't mean that I hate you. Because I don't. And so stop singing a song of hatred. Do you know the person that you're infecting and affecting more than anyone else 
is yourself. You carry that burden with you all the time. Oh, if America could just get back to our good old-fashioned ways. If the church could just get back to its old traditional holiness way. Listen, I have an announcement for you today. We're never going back. And God has called us to live in this society, in this culture, in this world right now. And he has equipped us to sing a song that can make a difference in the lives of people all around us if we'll just be willing to sing the song to them. This last Wednesday night, and I'm, I'm stopping now, so whoever needs to, Donna knows how to stop me, but I, I don't know, maybe Justin's learning. Don't stop me and I'll tell you until I tell you to. I'm, just, I'm only kidding. Don't, don't you appreciate Justin and... And stepping in. I know you already know this, but he, he was just appointed this week as the assistant director of the Louisville Metro Animal, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. This last Wednesday night, Pastor John taught a wonderful Bible lesson about healing. And the promises of God through healing. I'm not fussing at anybody, but I'm just saying if you would like to have an opportunity to study the Word of God more deeply than we do on Sunday mornings, Wednesday night would be the great place for you to land. I mean, we pick it apart, we deal with it, we go deep. We'd love for you to come and be a part of that. But he was just hitting the nail on the head about healing. And at the end... He said, you know, it'd be silly for us to talk about healing and then not provide an opportunity to pray for it. And so we gave him an altar call on Wednesday night. We did all that, and we still left here at 8.01. Can you imagine that? 8.01. People came forward. Phil came up in his wheelchair. We started praying for Phil. God's healed him in so many different ways. Just a few weeks ago, he was praying that the Lord would heal his eyesight so that he could see. And now I don't even stick my tongue out at him anymore because he can see it. So I, I, you know, I refrain from that. God has blessed him. And he comes forward. He said, I'd like for you to pray for my healing. He said, but more important than that. More important than that to me. Is I want my family to come to Jesus. And know him. And I want you to pray for my family. And we prayed for his healing and we prayed for his family. Wanda Loudermilk came and stood right over here. And she said, I've been hurting in my back. And I would love for the Lord to heal me and take the pain away. She said, but more important than that. I have a brother who's dying. And said, so they don't give him hope for much time. I need to know that he is saved. I need to know. I want God to give me the peace that He has given His heart and life to Jesus. And that even if He dies, <clears throat> He will live eternally in heaven with Jesus Christ. I need to know. And we prayed for her back and we prayed for her brother. 
I don't know if it was one day or two days after that. Next day, she sends me a text and she said, Pastor, my brother is saved. He accepted Jesus as his personal Savior. More important than God healing my own back. I want my brother to be saved. More important than my own need. I want Jesus to take care of their need. And this morning she came in and she said there's more to the story. She said my sister prayed with him. I prayed with him. A minister there where he lives went over and prayed with him. Said, my brother told me, said, I've had three people pray the prayer with me. I've been saved three times. <laughs> I remember several years ago, a young pastor, me, I, I went to the hospital to make a visit. An elderly lady in our church, her name was Grace. What a beautiful lady. She's nearing the end of her life, but she still had what we thought was several weeks, maybe even a few months. I went in to pray with her and pray for her, and we did. We visited for a while, and she told me about how good God had been to her and her family. And I, we just sat and enjoyed the visit for a while. And I got up, and I prayed with her, and I, I said, I'll check with you again. And I walked out the door, and when I walked out the door, the Holy Spirit checked me and said, Pastor, you will never see her again on the face of this earth. And I went right back in and I said, Grace, <clears throat> I don't know what your future looks like, but I'm going to tell you, I will see you again. I may not see you on this earth again, but I know where you're going. And if you're going, I'm going too. And we will be reunited. And it was just a matter of a little bit after my leaving that the Lord took her and she went into eternity with Jesus. I'll never forget here at this church, it's been a while back now, Geneva was in hospice care. And she had made her choice to go and be with Jesus. And I remember one day I went to hospice to check on her and pray with her. And there was a little chair in the corner and she was asleep. And I was so exhausted just from life, just from going, just from... She was asleep and I went over and I got down in that chair. And I just sat there. I didn't wake her up. I just prayed under my breath. Lord God, I thank you for Geneva and I thank you for all that she's meant to us through the years and I thank you for her family that we've learned to love and I, I thank you that her soul is soon to be united with you. I, I thank you, Lord God, that you have a blessed future for her and I'm just praying just as softly as I can and I'm, I'm starting to doze off. I said, Pastor, you fell asleep when you were praying? What better way to go to sleep? Then to pray yourself there. And I was just dozing off. And I heard Geneva say, Hi, Pastor. 
I was just thinking about you. I was just praying for you. And the very thought that in the midst of her need, she was thinking about me and singing a song to Jesus over me. Did you know that God sings over you? I was so encouraged by that. I was so edified by that. This morning I was outside and I picked up my cell phone and I went to my Facebook memories. And on this day, a few years back, the guys were playing golf. Jamie, you were in some of those pictures. I don't know where we were or what we were doing, but there's several of us there and we're playing golf. And I looked over and there was Jack Dambrose with a golf club in his hand. And he's getting ready to swing and hit that ball. When I saw Jack with that golf club in his hand, it touched me so deeply to know that Jack fought the battles. He kept the faith. And today, right now, he is among the witnesses in heaven that are looking down on us and saying, come on, you can do it. Don't give up. Don't lose your song. Don't lose heart. You can make it. Keep trying. Keep digging. And he's rooting us on. We can make it, church. We don't have to drag our butts out of this world defeated. I'm sorry I said butts. We don't have to crawl ourselves out of this world. Oh, we may be down in our bodies, some of us. We may may be struggling at times with pain and frustration and all. But listen... The the Bible tells us that these bodies are decaying. While we're yet alive, they are decaying. And they will eventually die. But when these bodies decay and die, the instant that we leave this body, we will be reunited with Jesus Christ in our heavenly, eternal home. And I'm going to make it. Ten years, Leslie. Ten years. He'd have been so proud of you. He is proud of you. I'm proud of you. Neil's proud of you. We're all proud. So let me close with this. What song are you singing? What song are you singing? Are you singing a hard song? Are you singing a difficult song? Let me tell you, the Lord can help you and encourage you so that you can sing a new song, a song that refreshes your spirit, a song that encourages everyone around you. 
a song that will include everybody no matter what their background is, no matter where they come from, a song that will send a message to them that Jesus loves you with an everlasting love. Will you stand with me this morning?